day, wherever you're listening from, and welcome to Indoor Air Quality Radio, IAQ Radio. It's Friday, August 29th. We've got the holiday weekend coming up. This week is episode 337. We're coming to you from Studio D at the IAQ Radio, IAQ Training Institute, World Headquarters in Central City, Pennsylvania. My name is Radio Joe Hughes. Here with me in the studio is our engineer, Jessica Lawson. Good afternoon, Joe. Good day, Jess. Back in Studio C. In McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania, is the Z-Man, Cliff Zlotnick. Cliff, you still Good afternoon, here? Joe. Glad to be here. Ah, good to have you, Cliff. All right, we're back. And joining us for the roundup, I hope, will be our technical director, Dr. Dietrich Weil. I don't see him yet, but uh, hopefully he'll be joining us. Today's segments include an interview with Tom Phoenix and Kent Rawhauser. We're going to talk to the IAQA and ASHRAE presidents about the recent merger, blockbuster merger between the two organizations. Before we get started, let's take a few minutes, few seconds and thank our marquee sponsors. John Don Products, where restoration and abatement contractors shop. Visit them at johndon, J-O-N-D-O-N dot com. Indoor Environment Connections, the newspaper for the IAQ industry. Subscriptions and advertising information are available at ieconnections.com. Clean Facts and Cleaning and Maintenance Management Magazine, your source for cleaning and maintenance news. Visit them at clean, C-L-E-A-N-F-A-X.com and cmmonline.com. Please be sure to thank our sponsors for their support of IEQ Radio when you inquire about their services and products. I'd also like to thank Healthy Indoors Magazine and Bob Krell. You can find out more about that online magazine at iaq.net. Of course, you can download the show right from our website. You can stream at iaqradio.com. Go to the link that says Go to Show, and you can download shows from the Talk Shoe website and, of course, from iTunes. We also have continuing education credits available. Just email me at joe.hughes at iaqtraining.com will get you out a quiz last but not least please visit that iaq training institute website for the most current dates for the training you trust at iaqtraining.com all right let's turn it over to the z-man for today's iaq radio trivia question thanks joe Prize by outcompeting fellow IAQ radio listeners and being the first person to correctly answer the IAQ radio trivia question each week. Submitting your answer is easy. Either email it to cslotnick at cs.com or if you're listening to the show live, you can text in the answer via your computer. Congratulations. John Lapotere, MicroShield Environmental Services in Orlando, Florida, for being first to answer last week's three-part trivia question on patent law. The IQ Radio trivia question for Friday, August 29, 2014, has been sponsored by Triska, the Tri-State Restores and Specialty Cleaners Association, who have been serving the needs of and advocating for their members for well over 30 years. Triska is your link to industry training, certification, standards, and events. Their website is www.trs.org. 
www.ca.org. Now for this week's trivia question. America's first trade association was founded in the Naugatuck Valley of what state? Back to you, Joe. All right. Thank you, Cliff. Today's guests are Kent Rawhauser. Kent's a veteran disaster restoration professional out of Wisconsin. I think most of our listeners uh, know of Kent and have heard him on the show several times in the past. He was an active uh, disaster restoration community. He's been in the community for several decades now, spent a lot of time doing work on committees at RIA and other various assignments with RIA. Over the past seven years or so, he's done a lot more with the indoor air quality world, trying to keep on top of the intersection of disaster restoration and indoor air quality. And as a part of that effort, he became much more involved with the Indoor Air Quality Association, first becoming a board of the, a member of the board of directors and most recently being elected as president of the association. We also have Mr. Tom Phoenix on with us today. Tom is a fellow of ASHRAE, an ASHRAE certified building energy assessment and building energy modeling professional. He's also a PE, and he's the principal and vice president of Moser Meyer Phoenix Associates in Greensboro, North Carolina. As the ASHRAE president, he chairs the Society's Board of Directors and Executive Committee, and his presidential theme is People, Passion, and Performance. He's been involved in the HVAC world for over 30 years as an engineer, first with the Division of Plant Operations at North Carolina Board of Education, and after a few years there, he had the opportunity to enter the design consulting field of the HVAC business and has been working in that discipline ever since. In 1989, he established the engineering department and became a partner in the architectural engineering firm of Moser Meyer Phoenix of Greensboro, North Carolina. All right, let's see if we got a, we have some music for the guys, right? Wherever we go, whatever we do, we're gonna go together we may not go far but sure as a star wherever we are it's together all right well thank you jess right, let's get tom on the line here first let's get him unmuted and then kent hello tom welcome to iaq radio good afternoon Joe. good afternoon hey. great to have you, you with us yeah, thank you for the introduction and the music. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Cliff has a way of tying these things together with the music, and today we're tying together IAQA and ASHRAE. Uh, back in early August, we had the past president, the immediate past president of ASHRAE, Bill Bonfleth, on the show, and we we spoke to him for a few minutes about how this agreement, this merger came together and um, about his presidential theme. And I thought maybe before we got into more detail on IAQA and ASHRAE, we'll talk a minute about your presidential theme, Tom. Can you tell us what it is and then why you chose that theme? Sure. Uh, um, as you, as you uh, noted in the introduction, the title of the theme this year is People, Passion, and Performance. Uh, the theme is, is really... Uh, an emphasis on the fact that, as and, and this is probably true for IAQA as well, but but ASHRAE's greatest asset is its volunteers, and and we have over fifty three thousand members, and 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 many of them uh, are very active at, at both the chapter level, the, the regional level, and society level, and 
And so enhancing our, our volunteers' productivity, uh, enhancing uh, their efficiency, and, and, uh, and basically taking care of that resource is a, is a big part of the theme this year. Uh, the other part of the theme is the, the, the last word in the title is performance, and, and that has to do with, um, again, the, the performance of, of what we do, but also um, the performance of the buildings that we design and, and build and operate. And, um, and, and building performance is becoming um, a, a, a huge parameter and a huge uh, part of our industry and and we see that uh being the case for for several years to come so so that's that's how the theme developed and and that's uh that's that's um again where the where the title came from and 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 what we're trying to emphasize this year now with i guess within the performance component of your theme i assume indoor air quality would fall in there and i know bill is very passionate about indoor air quality i'm wondering if you share that same passion absolutely uh, um you know one of the things we try to do from year to year with these themes is to is to be sure that that uh, that a lot of the theme is continued and and uh, areas of emphasis are are not forgotten and um Certainly, as a part of building performance, uh, indoor air quality is is most important. Um, you know, building performance has a lot of parameters in terms of um, energy usage and and a number of other factors. But but you you can't uh, you can't really consider a building to to be a high performance building if people can't live in it and. Um, and so indoor air quality is very much a, a, a part of what we're looking for uh, this year, again, as a continuation of Bill's theme last year. All right, let's 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 bring Kent back into the picture here. Sorry, Kent, we got to get you unmuted. And Kent, welcome. Thanks for joining us again. It's great to have you back. Hey, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Cliff. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure being back talking yeah. with you guys. A, a, a beginning of August... Kent, we did have uh, Bill on. We talked a little bit about, from his perspective, how this merger came about. I thought maybe, you know, while we've got the president of IAQA on, maybe you could uh, give us your perspective of how this came about. Uh, it was. It's interesting because it's. It's. There's been a. It's been a few years in developing. Uh, our immediate past president, Don Weeks, uh, is also an ASHRAE member and a, and a, a very active ASHRAE member. And probably roughly two years ago, there was a discussion of a, a memorandum of understanding between uh, ASHRAE and IAQA to be able to take advantage of, of ASHRAE's you know, knowledge of, of the, the building systems and IAQA's knowledge of the, the building environment, essentially. And uh, that came together, and uh, we signed the MOU a, a while ago, and then when... Uh, we as a board decided we're going to look for um, at management companies. Uh, Ashray uh, approached us and said that they'd be interested in looking at the the RFP, the request for proposal that we put together, and uh, because they could they could see where um, our, our cultures are, um, what we do could, could possibly work well together. So we sent uh, uh, along with the with, uh, with some other management companies. We sent the the RFP to uh, to Ashray, 
and they presented us with a, a very unique uh, response and proposal as to what we could do. And it's just worked wonderfully together. The people at Ashray, from the volunteer leadership to the to the uh, uh, to the to the staff, have just been wonderful for us to work with. So the RFP was for management services, but it it appears that there will be a whole lot more than just management services. That, you know, that's correct, Joe. You know, we one of the things that really, really um, drew our interest to Ashray was there, there were two two main things. One is is how well Ashray has and currently does standards. And through IAQA, through IESO, we've been working on a number of standards and, and going through the process. And if you've ever been involved with standards, it's a, it can be a very laborious, very tedious process. Um, so that helped a great deal because uh, there's, there's a couple of mold standards that have been uh, worked on for the last seven or eight years that are written and they need to go out to peer review and, and go through a bunch of those steps. Uh, just the the enticement of having somebody experienced going through peer review. And as you can imagine, the mold standard is going to get a lot of peer review. So that was huge. And then uh, IAQA has a has a, a system of chapters. And we've been, been working really hard on how to make our chapters better and kind of came to a point where we didn't know exactly what to do. And, and looking at the model that ASHRAE already has in place, I think ASHRAE has something like 175 chapters around the world. We felt that it was uh, two things. One, a model to follow and, and to improve what we were doing already. And then secondly, where, where chapters are, just the, the, the synergy, the, the ability between, for the two chapters, if they choose to come together, we just thought would, would be huge. So those were two of the really big things that we saw initially with ASHRAE. And Cliff, let me, let me turn it over to you. I'm sorry. I want to make sure I get Cliff in here for a question. Ken, we know that ASHRAE has about 53,000 members. Approximately how many members does IAQ have, and are they all in the United States and Canada, or does IAQA have members uh, in foreign countries as well? Great question, Cliff. Uh, currently, IAQA has about 2,500 members. And uh, we do have, uh, I, uh, I personally know a couple of, uh, of members who are in China and, uh, and then Guam, and then I know that there's, been, there's talk from other countries around the world to be able to do something. You see that need a mechanism to be able to do that. All right, let, let me get back to uh, a question for Tom. Tom, in the um, emphasis we've seen lately on you know net zero energy homes and buildings, do you would you agree that indoor air quality may have been overlooked a little bit in this rush to get to a net zero? Um, overlooked? I don't think so. No, um, that you you are correct. I think there has been uh, an emphasis on getting to net zero, um, and and uh, there are lots of um, energy rating programs out there and and ways to to look at what net zero really is but but again uh, you you could you could have a net zero building and not use a bit of energy if you just turned everything off the, the, except the building wouldn't be habitable and um and and so indoor air quality has to be 
a, a part of that whole net zero equation. That we have to find, uh, make sure that we are are not sacrificing the indoor air quality when we try to get to to uh, net zero uh, buildings. And so, um, it, has it been overlooked? I, I don't think so. Uh, uh, as an example, uh, ASHRAE has a program, Building Energy Quotient, um, the, what we call the BEQ program which is a labeling program for energy usage in a building. And, um, and as a part of the BEQ assessment, uh, one of the first things we look at is, is the indoor environment and, and is the indoor environment acceptable. And if it's not, then, then the, the building's not even eligible for a rating. And so, so again, the, there has been an emphasis on on um, getting to net zero and, and, and managing energy consumption as a parameter, but not really at the expense of indoor air quality. Okay, and, and I've, got a, I've got a text question, but I want to kind of uh, set it up a little different than the way it was sent in here. Um, we've got these two groups coming together and, and Kent mentioned that um, if they choose to come together with respect to the chapters and, and as I understand it, there's a kind of a feeling out period here and we're going to see how things work over the next two or three months and maybe over the next six months. What happens if, if things don't work out well, what, you know, IAQA gave up their management company now. And if, if you two decide not to um, complete this merger, do we have a backup plan, or is it something that we feel that uh, there's no need for? Well, um, from Ashbury's perspective, um, I don't think we, we, that there's a need for a backup plan. I mean, we're we're very committed to this, um, and as as I think IAQA is, and and I'm not speaking for Kent, and he can an- give his answer to this question, but. But, um, you know, we're going, as you noted, we're going through a period of, of due diligence and, and making sure that, um, you know, that everything is put together properly. But, uh, but you know, this is a, a merger that um, if we didn't think it was permanent, I don't know that we would have gone as far as we have. Um, sure, there's a there's a, always a backup plan. Um, you know, and, and there are some procedures that we would certainly follow if things didn't work out. But, but at this point, I don't think anyone's considering that, Joe. I, it, it's this is um, this is really uh, an exciting time for for both organizations, and 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 uh, it's not really conceivable at this point that this would not work out. Kent, did you want to add anything? So, Joe, I think it's a, it's a really good question, and I agree with Tom right now because at, at the point we are right now uh, I could hardly imagine that this wouldn't work out the exception to that is that there is a, a, a but to that because before we accepted the uh, the ASHRAE proposal and we had talked with their executive director um, we had a contingency yes that what if uh, because we had some members that were asking that that very question because um they had some. They had some concerns. So there was that that doubt or that uh, let's say that that caution is gone um, at this point. Okay, Cliff. Okay, what I'd like to do is talk a little bit about 
culture. You know, every organization has a culture, and IAQA has one, and uh, ASHRAE has one, and I'd like you both to comment on, you know, what culturally uh, is the same between your organizations and point out any differences if, if they so exist. Um, well, uh, Cliff, from ASHRAE's perspective, ASHRAE is very much a grassroots organization. Um, it's it's the 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 heart and soul of our of our organization is its members and its volunteers, as I mentioned earlier, and um, and and uh, as you already heard, we have 175 chapters in 130 countries uh, uh, around the world. Um, and and so we are very uh grassroots oriented and i and i think that's a a part of 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 all that is good about ashray it's it's very member driven um we we serve our members our members are part of uh of our technical resource and um and that's that's always been the 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 general basic culture of, of our society. Um, one of the nice things about IAQA and our discussions with them is that um, they're, they're, they have a similar philosophy. You know, they also have chapters, as you've already heard, and, and again, that's, that's one of the synergies that we seem to um, have, have found in our discussions with them at this point. Cliff, did you have a follow-up? Yeah, there's a text question that I guess I could potentially ask as a follow-up. Uh, did either of the organizations do any member surveys, uh, you know, prior to, uh, you know, exploring whether or not he could work together? Yeah, I can, I can speak for IAQA. There was not a formal survey that was done um, for uh, the working with ASHRAE or working with with another membership or another management team, um, probably informal. You know, the the board members. I, I know talked with other uh, with other IAQA members and just kind of got their 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 feedback. Um, would probably be as formal as any survey was done for IAQA. Okay, that's fair enough. All right, let's let's move over to um, a little bit more about the the way things have gone since the merger. Occurred. I guess it's been almost two weeks now since uh, things, since at least the management services have moved over to Ashray. And what have been the biggest adjustments for IAQA um, and its its leadership, its its board of directors, and its members at this point, at least in, in your mind, Kent? Well, uh, so far, you know, the the, the biggest the, the biggest adjustment is is you know getting used to you know sending your your communication to a different place, and then as we begin to, you know, put, facilitate board meetings and and committee meetings and things like that, to uh, uh, the adjustment is working with with new people, and um, I, I can't say this loud enough and strong enough that the, the new staff members that Ashray has given us as uh, point people have been phenomenal. So as whether it's uh, the, the uh, government affairs committee or membership or chapters, uh, their counterparts uh, over at ASHRAE and the administrative side 
have been just wonderful. So, so it's, it's logistics. It's all right. So, you know, you, you, you get into a groove. You know, we have a committee meeting. Uh, you know, we, we call, you know, the office. The office sets it up, and, and you get the agenda. And they do all of that. So that's probably the, the, the single biggest hurdle. Um, I think for our membership, I think it's just, you know, the mindset. You know, uh, IAQA was managed by one entity for, uh, you know, since its existence as a nonprofit. So you just have to adjust. It's like getting a new job or, you know, you have a new boss and a new system. You just have to adjust to that, knowing that you've got just a tremendously bright future in front of you. And let me do a follow-up with respect to the staff. Um, are there plans to hire a new executive director, or will the current ASHRAE executive director kind of fill that role as a, in, in a dual role? Um, how, how do you plan on handling staff and, and with respect to what we well, Obviously, I would think we're going to put on some new people, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I think you. Uh, we, we would definitely uh, put on some new people at the ASHRAE staff, um, Joe. The 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 uh, and and to answer your first question, um, there there is no. Uh, I mean, currently we our chief staff officer is not called an executive director either. Um, there, whether I don't know that that would be the the title for this person, but um, but at some point as IQA is is off and running and uh, and 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 the the merger and the transfer of all of the management is complete uh, i don't think that there's any doubt that we would probably uh, hire someone who would be uh, assigned to iaqa as their as their chief uh, staff person someone who would be available you know for iaqa for for uh, for connection to their members and communication with their members and and um, and be an, an, an integral senior member of the ASHRAE staff as well. So, so um, you know, we we are picking up those duties, and and inevitably, we would we would have to uh, staff up to to handle those duties, and that's exactly what we're doing now. Cliff, uh, I guess one question, maybe before halftime. Um, how how is governance going to change? Will IAQA and ASHRAE uh, each maintain their own boards, and you know, will each group have representation on the other group's board? I mean, have you have you thought about that? Um, I'll I'll start, and you can you can finish. Sure. Um, is, you know, we're we're gonna there'll be two independent boards. Uh, so ASHRAE's board will stay intact, and our board will stay intact, IEQA's board. Um, the, the discussion right now is is to have, for, for a representative or a board member, uh, at least in, in uh, the early talking, is that the president of each association sits on the board of the other association. Is the, That's our beginning talk. So, Tom, I'll give it back to you. No, I think that I think that's a good summary. It, the, the, the intent is that uh, that uh, Ash, that IAQA maintain uh, its at- autonomy and um, and it would have its own board as Kent just mentioned and um, and so we're still at that having said that we're still kind of working out the details of, of the cross connection and and Kent uh, has given you 
you know, the first the first brush at that. Um, but at some point, you know, there may be some elected representatives uh, on each board from from each other's organization, that kind of thing. But 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 uh, there are no plans to uh, dissolve one board or the other. That they, they they would be governed by independent boards. All right. Guys, let's uh, take a, a, a little break. We're going to stop for 90 seconds halftime here. We're going to thank our sponsors, and we will be right back with the second half of our interview with Kent Rawhauser and Tom Phoenix, the respective presidents of IAQA and ASHRAE. Thanks to our association sponsors, the Indoor Air Quality Association, IAQA, a nonprofit multidisciplinary organization dedicated to promoting the exchange of indoor environmental information through education and research. Visit them at www.iaqa.org. And thanks to our advertisers, Gray Wolf Sensing Solutions, who use advanced sensor software technology and embedded computers to provide superior environmental test instrumentation. Visit them at wolfsense.com. Legends Environmental Insurance Services, the experts in insurance for environmental consultants and contractors for over 20 years. Learn about them at legends-enviro.com. And, of course, our marquee sponsors. John Don Products, where restoration and abatement contractors shop. Visit them at www.johndon.com. Clean Facts and Cleaning and Maintenance Management Magazine, your source for cleaning and maintenance news. Visit them at cleanclenfax.com and cmmonline.com. Please be sure to thank our sponsors for their support of IEQ Radio when you inquire about their services and products. Okay, we're back with uh, Kent Rawhauser, IAQA president, and Tom Phoenix, ASHRAE president, talking about the recent mega merger between the two organizations. Gents, I want to kind of combine two questions, one that I had put together and one that was sent to me by a listener by email. Um, With the two groups... I know ASHRAE in the past has planned well into the future, and IAQA had worked on some uh, strategic planning uh, a while back. And then last year at the convention, if I recall, uh, Don Weeks, who was the president then, uh, this wasn't in May this year, but in I guess that would be 2013, that uh, we were going to work on E2 or Everything Education. And the idea was to make education a focal point for the Indoor Air Quality Association. I'm wondering if that's still one of the priorities for the future of IAQA now that we've had this merger with ASHRAE? A really good question, Joe. Um, We intend, IAQA uh, intends to keep education in the the forefront. Um, What we've we've learned, if we've learned anything over, over the years, is how important and how valuable it is to our members that they, that they get reliable, quality education. Um, the demand of the industry is, is, is only getting more intense, and uh, the ability of the, uh, 
of our members to be able to, to, to say, I have this training and this is where I've gone uh, for it is really important. We, we see with the, the merger with ASHRAE, the, the education side of IAQA only growing stronger. There's, again, there's a number of, of synergies, a number of things that, that between uh, ASHRAE and IAQA that will strengthen the IAQA membership just tremendously. Tom, did you want to add anything there? Oh, um, I would just say that uh, that we're we're we are, already has a, a a large portfolio of educational courses. That that's actually one of our one of our main strengths and and one of the major efforts that we do all the time. And uh, so, adding the IAQA educational courses. Uh, is is we see as a ben- benefit for everybody. It's a benefit for the IAQA members because they will now have access to the ASHRAE resources and and a what we call ALI, the ASHRAE Learning Institute, and 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 then for the ASHRAE members, um, you know, the same same benefit. They would now have access to the uh, educational um, programs that that Kent has just just uh, talked about. And let me follow up on that. It's a question that um, it comes to my mind. In, in the past, IAQA, they've they've approved educational programs from other providers, so they didn't necessarily write their own. And as I understand it, ASHRAE typically has written their own educational programs. Do you plan on continuing this way or maybe kind of merging that somehow? Or maybe ASHRAE will do more of approving IAQA providers and IAQA will do more of developing their own? Well, I think I, I think it's probably all of the above. <laughs> okay. Um, the 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 you know typically uh, when ASHRAE identifies, I mean, we, we we add courses to our portfolio through a, a couple of avenues, but but uh, you know when we identify a course, we we typically um, have have someone um, you know do the course for us and and. And that person is selected through through a, a, a proposal process, and 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 so there's a there's an element of uh, oversight and quality control with all of our educational courses. Um, I, IAQA, um, you know, does the same thing with their with their educational courses, and and so so as we are um, combining the two. The two efforts. Uh, I think again, the short answer to your question is that that um, you know we, it would be a little bit of all of the above. That that, that IAQA's courses certainly would be acceptable, and 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 I think vice versa. You know, for for their members as as well as you know the, the benefit for all all of our members. Kent, did you want to add anything, or you want to go to this text question? I don't know if you're online or not, but. Um, I'll tell I've got a text uh, question. Go ahead. Yo, just one, one quick thing. You know, I agree completely with, with Tom, and, and part of the answer to that question is we don't know exactly yet. Um, you know, the, we're, we're going to go through a period of time here over the, the next month or two, and then probably over the next six to, to eight months where, where those things are going to get more clearly defined and refined. I mean, there's, a, there's a lot to do, and there's... Um, uh, there's a lot that both organizations have to offer, 
And what we're going to try our best to do is to, is to pick the best and then bring that forward to all the members. And there's a text question from a listener, and, and, and they're asking, will ASHRAE offer a professional certification program for IAQ professionals? Now, I know ASHRAE has a few certification programs in the past. IAQA had stopped doing certification, and they were working with the ACAC on, on the certification side. I know that kind of uh, that, that agreement dissolved itself a, a few years back. I'm wondering if there are any plans in that area. That, that, that's a great question. Um, the, the certification programs um, at ASHRAE are, are um, there, there are currently, if I remember correctly, six of them at this point, um, and they are developed uh, through basically uh, they be- each, each one of the six programs was started uh, because because of market research or somebody somebody requested it and and our through market research we determined that there was a need for that kind of certification and so so um, I don't I, you we certainly could not sit here today and say that um, yes there will be a a certification program in in IAQ but I certainly think that uh, that that's a uh, an exciting topic and, and that the certification committee at ASHRAE could consider as, as one of their future future uh, certification programs. I, I think that's a great question and and um, and certainly with this merger and with some of the other emphasis going on that IAQA certainly could could uh, become a um, or IAQ certainly could become a, a certification program at this point. Kent, any follow-up on that? I, it's, we're so much in, in the develop, development of things and, and looking at it, I agree, I agree completely with Tom. It would, be, it would be great to be able to do something like that. We just have to wait and see what the committee and the volunteers bring forward. All right. Uh, Cliff, do you want me to keep going? No, I've got one. Go for uh, it. I'd like to know um, what's going to happen with, Organizations that IAQA was uh, cooperating with, such as the IICRC, uh, the IICRCA, uh, what's going to happen with the IESO as well, if you've sorted that out? Great question, Cliff. Um, all of the um, MOUs and, and the cooperation we have, you know, IICRC, you know, we have one with RIA and AIHA and, and ISIAC and a number of, of different organizations. Um, uh, at this point, I can only see that carrying forward. That's, that's a huge benefit um, to both IAQA and to ASHRAE for those kinds of memberships to move forward because, uh, you know, IAQA is about, you know, indoor air quality, and, and indoor air quality is a very broad brush. Uh, of what's going on, so um, I can only see it it, it continuing. Uh, you know, we we have an opportunity, I think, with with all associations right now, where where leadership in in, in the, the major associations, for some reason, seem to be more willing to talk to each other than they ever have before, and uh, people are recognizing that. So I think you're going to see a great deal of cooperation uh, with associations in the future. 
Thanks, Joe. Uh, Tom, anything you'd like to add with respect to the the current MOUs? And I, I'm I'm not that aware of uh, the MOUs. If ASHRAE has MOUs, I know you've worked with groups like the USGBC and the American Institute of Architects and others in the past. Um, do you have any comments on the on the memorandum of understanding issue? <laughs> ASHRAE has a long list of MOUs. <laughs> okay. um, and 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 uh and in fact that's a discussion uh internally, you know, uh, about making sure that that uh that everything in those MOUs is is um you know that we continue to to operate under those memorandums and and we we they're great uh we have as you pointed out a couple of them but we have MOUs with a, a number of great organizations uh, it it uh, again IAQA is not going away as a as as a somewhat separate uh group but just because um they're coming under the ASHRAE umbrella and so we would certainly recognize and 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 respect the the uh the MOUs that that IAQA brings you know, to to the merger, and um, and and so uh, again, I think this is just another example of the the benefits to both organizations that that IQA can uh, begin to benefit from from the relationships we have with with um, a, a number of organizations and 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 vice versa. The the relationships that IQA is bringing. Uh, with with other organizations to to ASHRAE from this merger is uh, is certainly beneficial. I have to apologize to listeners about the acronyms here. Um, acronym police are at the donut shop. Apparently, we've got. Um, I think I covered most of them. Of course, MOUs a memorandum of understanding, and the IICRC is the Institute for Inspection, Cleaning, and Restoration Certification, and then the. IICRCA is the Institute for Inspection, Cleaning, and Restoration Certification Council of Associations or International Council of Associations. That one's so new, I don't know it. And the Restoration Industry Association, of course, was RIA. So I think I covered them all. And um, what I'd like to do, Cliff, do you have one or you want me to keep going? No, I've got one, actually. That um, I, I guess how soon will members of IAQA begin to, you know, to see an implementation implementation of change. Well, I, um, I, I guess, Cliff, part of that is the definition of change. Right now, uh, if they've called uh, headquarters for service or emailed headquarters for service, they've probably begun to see some of the change because that is all now in, in, in Ashray's office in Atlanta is where all of that's being handled. Um, the other change, we have a, a, a board meeting, that'll be the first face-to-face board meeting we've had since convention, where uh, we're going to start to dis- be able to discuss both the, uh, the more details of the merger with, with, with ASHRAE and then uh, change, what's, what's going on. So probably for a member, goes back to what Tom was talking about with the grassroots, you know, uh, chapter. You know, are you involved in a, in a chapter? And if there's not an IAQA chapter, is there an ASHRAE chapter uh, that you can you can get involved with? With so those are some of the details. But the but the grassroots member that they could they could feel impact very quickly by going to a, an IAQA or an ASHRAE uh, chapter meeting. 
I guess as a follow-up, in, in cities where there are chapters of both organizations, where there's an IAQA chapter uh, and an ASHRAE chapter, any uh, attempts to kind of get the people together, you know, to you know, co-host meetings or perhaps go beyond that and merge those chapters? Um, I can answer yep. that, and then Kent can certainly follow up. Um, the, 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 we're looking at the chapter uh, organization sort of on a case-by-case basis, Cliff. Um, the, if, if there are places where chapters exist um, in the same area, it's a, it becomes kind of a question of how active the chapter is. And if they're both active, then there's no reason we don't think to, to um, combine the chapters. However, in, 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 uh, in, in any case, we are, are and have already begun actively encouraging the chapters to talk to each other and have you know, things like joint meetings and, and uh, you know, and, and become a part of each other's activities. There are, on the other hand, uh, some areas where where a chapter has become somewhat dormant or um, or really inactive for whatever reason. And so, if we uh, and we will try to you know see what those reasons are and and see if we can reactivate what's going on. But but then it is possible that that uh, that chapter would go away and just and those members would become part of Ashray's chapter, you know, that kind of thing. So it really is kind of on a case-by-case basis. The, 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 the goal of the whole program is to make sure that the grassroots activities continue and, and, um, and are encouraged, you know, at the chapter level, whether it's an IAQA chapter or an Ashray chapter. Um, it, really, it, it really doesn't matter at this point as long as 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 the those chapters and those members are active, that's what we're trying to encourage. Thank you. Let me ask uh, you. You brought up um, the chapters, and I, I've got a text question about you know financial arrangements, etc. And and um, the old management company obviously was paid a fee, as most are. Have you been able to work out um, how the financials will? You know, we'll kind of co-mingle. Will will IAQA pay a management fee to Ashray? Will um, you know membership dues all go into one pot? Will IAQA have a separate pot of money? Will that pot of money grow now that they're um, you know merged with such a large organization like Ashray? Another really really good question. So. Um one of the things to, 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 that's foundational to really understand is that ASHRAE and IEQA will still be two independent um, entities. All right? So um, we don't know exactly how that's going to happen as, as far as how the merger is going to look, but ASHRAE will be like its own, its own company. So dues and financials and all of that will they'll be IAQAs and same with ASHRAE, so that we'll each have our own financials, our own dues, um, whether there's options for, for doing something for members to, you know, to be members of both or not, that there's been a great deal of discussion about it, nothing uh, decided yet. So, uh, Joe, it's still going to be uh, independent, and you know, probably the, the difference for IAQA now is, 
instead of the, the classic management company, um, is that we do have ASHRAE, and if there, an opportunity comes up and there's, there's a need for uh, uh, financial investment, we have the option of going to, to ASHRAE and saying, okay, here's what we'd like to do, here's the benefits, and we at least know we've got an open ear and an open mind to, to listen to uh, doing something to be able to, to help IAQ in general and IAQA as, a, as an association. Um, Tom, you probably have a couple thoughts on this, too. Oh, no, I think you've summarized it very well. Um, ASHRAE is now managing uh, IAQA, as you have heard, um, and and um, but but as but as part and 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 as and let me back up and say as Kent has just mentioned, uh, we are two separate organizations, you know, um, and 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 um, and so we, we each uh, have our own budgets and and um, and our own um, you know our own uh, financial operations, but but I think. There's an advantage uh, uh, to, especially to IAQA at this point, because um, because the management of an organization like this um, is is part of what we are are good at at ASHRAE, and so we can apply those efficiencies. Now, being IAQA's management company, we can apply those efficiencies to. Um, to IAQA, which would probably result in a little bit better bottom line for IAQA. Okay, now let me let me ask this this one component of the merger that we haven't really talked a great deal about, and that is IESO and and the standards process and and how that will work. I know uh, prior to the merger. Um, there were a couple of IESO standards writing committees that they thought they were going to release their, their draft standards for public comment, and I'm wondering where we're at on that. Is that still moving forward? Um, and then maybe as a follow-up, will we still see IESO standards, or will we see ASHRAE IESO standards, or is that something that's still to be determined? The, um, uh, what, what the name will be for sure is, is – uh, there, there's still some discussion on that. Um, as far as advancing the standards, one of the one of the challenges that IAQA IESO had with uh, uh, there's two different mold standards, and we knew IESO knew at the very beginning when they started writing uh, the mold standard that there's an infinite number of questions that could happen uh, when you put out any kind of a standard. So one of the what was in front of IESO was was possibly a very daunting, uh, you know, uh, public review uh, time. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're really looking to uh, to ASHRAE with with their experience uh, working with standards to be able to help work through that. So uh, right now, uh, as far as standards, we're going to prioritize what what is there, what makes the most sense. And then work on those and get those uh, moving forward. Uh, exactly how it's going to look, whether it's going to say ASHRAE, IAQA, um, that's not 100% decided yet. Okay. Yeah, my um, uh, my additional comment to that is that you know IESO and ASHRAE are both ANSI um, uh, standards um, developer organizations um, and. 
and although the procedures are a little different because ANSI uh, ASHRAE is a is a major standards developer and um, and the procedures are a little different. So as Kent said, we're kind of looking at all that. Um, we need to be very careful that what we do is in accordance with ANSI procedures, and um, and so that's that's still a discussion at this point. Okay, Cliff, any you want to? Uh, we're getting a little tight on time here. I don't see Doctor Wiles, so I think we're just going to go straight through to the end. Is there anything you had before um, I ask a few final questions? Um, go ahead, Joe. Okay. Um, first, I want to get to a text question we got a lot earlier from a, a listener, and uh, I think I wanted to wait a little bit so that you can kind of help us summarize. What what do you two see individually as the benefits of this merger? Oh, I think, I mean, I, I can jump in and answer. I mean, and both of us, I'm sure, have, have uh, quick answers to that, uh, but I just... Uh, a lot of it uh, you've you've heard about already. Um, you know the 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 uh, it, ASHRAE certainly benefits by having access to the um, the the technical information and the the volunteer base and and basically the 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 intellectual resources of uh, in the indoor air quality arena that that. Uh, I mean, we've always been in, in IAQ has been an emphasis at ASHRAE always, but but this really enhances that, and and I and that's a huge benefit to us because because that's um, um you know that's a, an area that that uh, is most important, um, and so now we we have access to to again all of the intellectual resources and the membership and all of of this association. Uh, and vice versa, uh, the IAQA now has um, access to to the same benefits that uh, you know that have always been available to the ASHRAE membership. And so, again, looking at our grassroots culture um, from from our individual members all the way up to the society level activities, um, there 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 are lots of um, additional. Um, benefits and additional resources that will be available to both groups. And Kent? I think, I think Tom said it really, really well. Um, the, the first thought, the first word that comes to my mind is just is simply opportunity. You know, we have, we have a, an opportunity to, to reach over to a, an, an incredibly professional and knowledgeable group of people that kind of cross-matches the professionals that we have, you know, you, you've got the, you know, the engineering and architectural professionals. We have building science, you know, professionals, and you, you have IAQ and system professionals, and we have all, all kinds of people who, who understand indoor air quality and, and you know mechanical mechanical hygiene, and and then we have a, a vast array of people who, you know, when a building gets sick or when something happens, we have people that can take care of that. So, just the the opportunity for um, members in both uh, associations to be able to to reach out to a uh, to a a very credible and, and respectable possible colleague that they didn't know before. Um, you know, if you if you go back to this, 
and, and uh, I talk with our board about this all the time. Why do people become members of an association? Well, it's what's in it for me. You know, you want to gain. You know, you want to gain knowledge. You want to gain, uh, you know, experience. Well, you know, we all want to gain some business too. So you know, you've just expanded your, you know, your your contacts and your ability to, to network your yourself and your own business to uh, to a, another large group of people who are like minded, uh, like you are. You know, there's one other question before I, I, I ask you both to add anything we missed, etc. But um, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the convention. Uh, the IAQA convention is something I think a lot of members look forward to every year. And as I understand it, um, we'll continue to work with the uh, air conditioning contractors for the 2015 convention. And then 2016, as I understand it, will be with the AHR Expo with ASHRAE, is that accurate? And how do we plan on making sure that the IAQA group doesn't kind of be um, overshadowed and get lost in the shuffle of that huge AHR Expo? Um, but, well, the first answer to your question is yes, that's the, that the timeline you've described is, is pretty accurate. Um, and the reason for that is that ASHRAE has a contractual arrangement for the AHR Expo um, that requires, you know, any sort of ASHRAE entities to be a part of that of that uh, exposition. And so, so that's the the reason for this. But but we are already in discussions about um, the, the 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 IAQA. Um, show and and how that would become a part of AHR and and so the, again there's no intent to um, to, to lose um, or, or diminish the quality of of uh, of what's currently going on at IAQA. I mean that we, we are working very hard to to make sure that, that that they will be recognized and what what's now in that show. Um, it will become a, a, a an important part of the of the AHR Expo. So, um, Kent, you want to add to that? No, I. Uh, you said it well, and, it, and I think it comes back to to uh, to what I was talking about earlier. You know, opportunity. You know, as we as we've talked with with Ashray, and you know, we understood the um, the challenge or. Again, opportunity with the expo. Um, you know, yeah, it's a huge expo. So you know, if you're an exhibitor and getting lost, um, Ashray and Jeff Littleton, the, uh, what we would term as executive director, um, there's already been discussions with AHR about an, an IAQ uh, pavilion or section of that of that trade show. So it would give um, designated area. Plus, if you can, if you can just imagine, probably upwards of ten times as many people to possibly sell to. Uh, so, for an exhibitor, I think it's a it's a huge opportunity. You know, as far as the convention itself, yes, we're in 2015. We're in Grapevine, um, as announced last year. The exact details of what will happen in 2016 um, will be coming out again as we as determine those. But again, uh, the opportunity you have IAQA, and IAQA does what they do so well, and you have ASHRAE doing 
doing what they do so well, and if those conventions are side by side and and you're able to to, to cross over it and let's say cherry pick the best of both, you you've created such a such a huge um, advantage for the, for the members of both associations. Well, gentlemen, first I want to thank you, but before we go, is there anything either of you would like to add that we missed or any final thoughts you'd like to get out to our listeners? Um, go ahead, Ken. I guess from, uh, from, from IAQA, you know, uh, change. Change is, change, change is always a challenge for people. And, and what I've, I've told people on the board and, you know, and we've talked with, with uh, ASHRAE, also, uh, along with change comes, comes challenges, and there's going to be some hiccups. They're just built into it. Um, so we work through those little hurdles and those challenges. Keep your eye on the future. We have such a, a great future for IAQA, and merging with ASHRAE and what the, the two associations can do together. So if I were to send any message to, to IAQA members and, and or ASHRAE members, it's like, you know, have a little grace. There's going to be some mistakes. Something's going to get messed up. We're humans. It's going to happen. But, again, look at the, at the picture further ahead. We have such a, a bright future. Look to that and, and remember that things are going to get better. Um, good. And, and, and I would add to that that, you know, this is very exciting. Um, the, 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 uh, you know, you've heard now for, for a, a while, an hour or so about all the benefits, but, but, but the, uh, you know, can't use the word opportunity, uh, several times. I, I really like that, um, because we see it, it the same way. Um, part of our theme this year is the word passion. And, and then this is one of those things that we, we do get, uh, passion, passion, uh, about and, uh, we're passionately uh, excited about th- this kind of merger and the, the kinds of um, benefits to all of our members, and so, so I would just uh, just uh, put an exclamation point behind what Kent just said. I, I think this is this is a fabulous opportunity, and and we're all very excited about it. Well, I, I want to thank both of you gentlemen for joining us and for being so willing to answer you know the tough questions. It's not. Uh, easy to put together a big merger like this and you're going to have questions that come up and uh, we look forward to getting both of you back as the time goes on and helping get the word out about what you're doing to answer some of these questions and i just want to thank you both for joining us this week absolutely thank thank you for the invitation our pleasure yeah, joe, joe and cliff it's always great talking with the two of you and uh, sure appreciate what you guys do thank you you're welcome. Have a great call and a good weekend. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, right. Thank, thank you. Thank you all for joining us, and this is Radio Joe. I want to end today's show a little differently than I normally do. Uh, some of you are aware my, my brother, Thomas George Hughes, passed on July 30th, and um, we miss him. I want to dedicate this show to him. Um, he was a stationary engineer who who worked at a hospital in the mechanical systems, and I couldn't think of a better show to dedicate to my brother. Tom, this one's for you.